All right, so it's almost the end of the year, and who are you going to be next year? How are you going to grow? And you're thinking, oh, this year's been so stressful. You want me to think of next year? And the answer is yes. Whether you're trying to become an entrepreneur or you're in an established company and you just want you the area you control to be better, maybe you got some kind of personal goal you really want to hit, it all takes a vision, mission, and strategy. Because the best way to predict your future is to actually create it. And there is a step-by-step process to do that. So we're going to break that down into three not very long podcasts, but each one will have our own little homework assignment to get you to the end result of what are the behaviors you need to be doing in order to move yourself ahead. And this applies to anything you want to become. So we're going to start off with how do you create a vision coming up right now? You found the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk about all things leadership because leadership isn't just what you do, it's who you are. So we help to make you a better leader, help keep your sanity, and make your team better so you make more money. So every week we talk about a different topic that helps you do all those things. So hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tell all your colleagues and friends, and let's get a discussion going on how we can grow together as better leaders. Welcome back, everybody, to the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Hey, if you find this podcast, helpful for you, send it to a friend. There's, it's on every kind of platform out there and easy to find. So no matter how how you download podcasts, it's all out there. So welcome back, everybody. I appreciate it. And we are going to get into really one of my favorite things about how do you set yourself up to succeed, really no matter what you want to do, whether you Again, you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. You are in a traditional company and you you already lead a bunch of people or you just want to make your little corner of the world better or maybe you've got some personal goal. We're going to help you with all of those things. But this is not a self-help program using in air quotes. It is not that at all. It is going to be a very specific and to the point way to really propel yourself forward. And you really can't lose because I've always said you really can't be in two places at once. You can't be in two emotions at once. So when you are spending your time focusing in on and dialing in on the right things to do, well, guess what you're not doing? You're not wasting time. You're not doing things that don't provide results to you or move you forward because you're doing something else. So you got to kind of reverse engineer everything. So over the next three weeks, we're really going to get into step by step how to create this process. So there will be a little bit of homework, obviously, for you, but there should be. I mean, it's about you. Invest in yourself. This is one of the things I always talk about for leaders, that there are three areas you have to lead in. And one is, of course, you have your entire team. You have your company objectives, all that. But two, the individual leadership, because not everybody's the same. So even though you have your team and you do have goals together, all of your people are at different places and you have to have one-on-one stuff. But the third one is the one that's always ignored, and that is yourself. How to grow better as yourself. And this could be for anything, again, whether it's business or personal, it doesn't matter. So when you think about wanting to achieve something, even in your personal life, don't wish for it, just plan for it. Daring to dream, daring to change. And it can be a scary thing. People think, well, why do I get to choose this? Well, everybody kind of starts in that place. Nobody is brought into this world super successful right off the bat. There's a process to it. And when you focus in on that, you really can gain some traction. 
The thing is you were made for a purpose and you really should live it, but don't make the mistake of leaving it to chance. You need a vision, you need a mission, and you need a strategy, all three. And it sounds like a lot, but it really isn't because we're going to tie them all together and it's all going to make complete sense here in just a second. Now, maybe you're saying to yourself, why do I need all three? Maybe I could just write down some goals and or even just some behaviors and that's that. But they need to be done the right way. And oftentimes they're really misused or mislabeled. More importantly, they're misinterpreted. If you work for a large company, you no doubt have a vision or mission. But often it's something talked about once or twice a year. It's on a poster on the wall. Yet no one in the organization can really recite it. They don't live it. They don't break it down into what are the things they need to do to make that a reality. So today we're really going to discuss why you need all three, the vision, mission, and strategy, but most importantly, what each of them really mean and how all three are connected. And you might be thinking, yeah, Mark, I already work for a company with all of those three things, so why do I need this? And I am certainly not asking you to forget about how you could separate yourself from others in your organization by creating a vision, mission, and strategy in the area you're accountable for. It's not about that. This is really about you and how you can either A, achieve that better or B, something completely different that you want to do. So if you think you don't have something to focus on, just imagine if you created a vision, mission, and strategy just on just on employee recognition and development. How about on execution? Even in an established company, you're not limited because oftentimes you say, well, we got our goals and objectives and all that, but it's not really given to you in a micromanagey type way and you're left as a leader to really create these things. But oftentimes there's no direction. And, and you, so you say, oh, well, you know, I can't create something. But yet when you really start looking at things, you really can of how you want to be a better leader in your own space. Or if you're striking out on your own and becoming that entrepreneur you always dreamed about, you need a solid plan that keeps you focused on the important more than the urgent to uh, coin a Covey phrase. But so often... Most Many entrepreneurs fail because they never leave the dream phase. They never leave the thinking space of, man, it's such a brilliant idea. Everybody's going to love it. But you never leave that and you never get purposeful with it. So creating a vision, mission, and strategy will keep you focused and more importantly, make you actually successful. I mean, what if you just want to improve your life and create a new chapter Maybe you're that soccer mom that's always truly identified as a writer and you started writing in all the spare moments. Like when your kids were at practice and you had all that spare time, you're just sitting there, it's kind of boring. But but you, you have this thing pulling at you all the time. And that you think, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom or I'm this or I'm that. Or who am I to do these things? Well, who is anybody? Who is anybody? But that feeling just stuck with you. Now, you may not have written a specific vision, but I bet you had a dream to do it. And that could be anything. When I was just thinking about before I actually got my private pilot certificate, dreaming of flying. I was on a simulator on a computer and, and I couldn't even imagine, could I actually fly an airplane? I mean, I could imagine it, but like really doing it? And then it happened. But everything is like that, that you can you can approach. But in all cases, you need all three, a vision, mission, and strategy. And there's a specific order and they each have their own purpose. So let's start with the vision because that all starts with a dream. A great vision is a dream with a purpose. So, okay, let's be real for a second. A vision is a dream, but you won't be running a unicorn farm and not that kind of dream. I'm talking about when you see yourself 
accomplishing things you never thought you could, doing certain things you never thought you could. But remember, it's a dream with a purpose. To create a vision, you got to let yourself dream a little bit. But then we'll refine the dream into accountable action items to move you toward, to move you forward after you create the vision. But for now, in this first podcast out of the three, this will be a three-part series. So each week I'll send out a different one. This is where you just want to be creative. Don't get so wrapped up in the details or even think, how on earth am I going to accomplish this? None of that stuff. Just really be in your creative phase. So what does a vision look like? Although your vision should be a dream with a purpose for your business or for your life, it also shouldn't be a novel either. You want to keep the dream specific to what you want to accomplish. So in this instance, we're going to use an example of being an entrepreneur and opening a coffee and dessert shop. Now you can pick anything. It doesn't matter. Like I said, it could be in your own business space or it could be something completely personal where maybe it's a huge fitness goal. Maybe you are going to be a writer. Maybe you are going to do something like I did and become a private pilot. Could be anything. But here's what a vision can look like. So I want you to think just for a second about if we were going to open a coffee and pastry shop, this is what your vision could look like. As customers enter our store, they are greeted with the warm, comforting aroma of fresh ground coffee and baking items fresh from the oven. Our customers' eyes are immediately drawn to your own dessert case because of the variety and quality are known throughout the community. And the hardest decision the customer will make is which dessert will they try next. At the service counter, the customer is greeted with a person that is happy to see them, calls them by name, and can't wait to help them. After the customer places the order, the customer can't help notice how each person working there truly enjoys creating amazing products and how they interact and support each other. The customer has a cozy feeling of comfort as they find their place in your store where they will sit and enjoy their selection made perfectly as it always is. The customer overhears conversations of business meetings, friends catching up after being apart too long, and quite a few customers that sit by themselves to enjoy the highest quality coffees and pastries and read a book to escape life just for a little while. That's when the customer realizes this place isn't just a coffee and dessert shop. This place was made for them. So you think about that vision. That's like the end result. Or you think about your own workspace, how you would love people to come to work or the people on your team get giddy when they see their coworkers' cars in the parking lot. They know it's going to be a good day. Or you see yourself pushing yourself, achieving things on your own. If you have some personal goal, like I said before, like, like in fitness or you're going to write a book and you finally got something published, or maybe you're just in a writer's club and you're on your way. But think of your vision like that. And don't get so wrapped up in, oh, is it corny or not? But you think of the, the, the feelings behind all of those things and what it looks like if you could just wave the magic wand and make it happen. That's where your vision's got to start. But it's not just your job to create a vision but you must also drive the vision. And we're going to pull some key phrases from this vision that will become action items for your mission statement, but that's a little bit later. But that is what will start to create the action to make your vision a reality. I mean, that's right. You got to think of that word action. It's all of us daydream. It is so easy to do. And we all dream of doing things and having maybe even a different kind of life or some other kind of job or profession. Because this is something that simply you just can't 
put on a wall on a poster and look at it from time to time. You're getting ready to actually go on a journey. Because when you think, where were you three years ago, five years ago? It seems like forever, but then it really doesn't when you think of old memories. And then the time in between, if you were focused on something, where would you be now? I mean, that old uh, Japanese proverb is the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. And the second best time is right now. So is that what you're going to do? Or you think on a personal level, creating a vision for a personal item, the same process works for personal goals as well, regardless of money or whichever job you might have now, how you live your life and what kind of person you want to be is really totally up to you. Here's what a personal vision might look like depending on what's important to you. So you think about the morning workout. A lot of people like to get up early and you envision what that looks like, where it's the stillness of the house, or maybe you're going to go, because I drive by some some CrossFit places that have a 5 a.m. class, and there's a whole group of people working out and enjoying each other's company and doing all of those things. Maybe that's it. But whatever that vision is, you think about that. So if it's quiet at home, maybe you start with some meditation. Nobody else is up. There's no disturbances going on. There's no phone to answer. There's no email to answer. It's just you meditating. It's just you getting ready to work out, stretching, getting ready to greet your workout before you even greet your day. Or you think about the commitment to your profession and how you connect with colleagues and friends. And most importantly, your personal vision, does it reflect what you want to be? And most importantly, in your personal vision, does it reflect what you want to be known for? When you think about creating a vision of just something personal and everybody knows you're that person, not because you brag about it, not because you're you're putting things on social media and oh, look at me, because you're actually taking action to do them. So you create the same kind of vision that I explained in the in the coffee and dessert shop in your personal life. You just start at the very beginning from the moment you wake up to what you're doing or Maybe if you do want to be a writer, it's about your writing space and what gives you drive and creation to write. It could be anything, whatever it is you pick. But lastly, and this is kind of a harder one, because when you are going to go be an entrepreneur, it's a blank slate or on a personal goal. Well, that's just about you and doing what you want. And that's almost the same thing. It's almost like another blank slate. It's just about a personal goal. But Having a vision in an established company that already has one. Now, again, first, you should absolutely support your company's vision because after all, you work there. They're paying you to help them with that. But when you think about this as your circle of influence versus circle of concern, a great example of this is Ken Blanchard and Sheldon Bowles' book, Gung Ho. And that is a perfect example of how One department in a large organization can set themselves apart and have a vision for their own area. And if you recall that story, it was a person who was promoted to be in charge and it was the best day of their career, but then they realized they were given a horribly run operation, but there was one shining jewel in there. And all of that started with that particular leader in just that little corner of the operation deciding things are going to be different where I'm at because it is so easy in a established traditional company to just go with the flow, just do the things you want to do to try to get recognized and and that's it. Or And it, a lot of this will depend on what culture your company already has. 
as far as how much more you're going to give for that. So you think, oh, you know, who's even going to notice? Who's even going to care? But for you as your own leader of how you want your part of the operation to be is totally up to you. And I often talk about the duality of leadership, meaning how we are managed as leaders isn't always necessarily how we want to lead other people. You know, that tough love thing where, oh, because you're already leaders and managers that you don't need a lot of recognition. You don't need a lot of one-on-one interaction with, with higher level leadership, which is totally false. We're all human beings. We all respond to that sort of thing. So a lot of times when you're an established company, it's so hard to say, well, no matter how I'm led, I'm going to lead a certain way. And I get it. When you're in a bad situation, it is so easy to get tuned out, to be mentally drained. No doubt about it. But no matter how you slice it, it is still up to you how you are going to act, how you are going to lead people. Nobody can control that. So what is the vision you can create for what you actually control? When you focus on what your department or your division does, whatever you're running, but most importantly, how you're going to do it. I mean, you could create a vision about just employee culture and recognition or succession planning. I mean, there's endless amounts of things you can actually do that don't really have anything to do with a task with more time. So don't just punch the clock. You can really create something special and you'd be amazed at the increase of productivity and employee engagement when you create a purposeful vision. I mean, we all know that. The better the culture, the better the the, the team works together, the better results you're going to get. You can totally control all of that. And honestly, if you're looking to set yourself apart, there's a great new book out by Liz Wiseman called Impact Players. But think about that from a leadership perspective of how you can lead differently in order to show that you can lead more. And even if it doesn't lead to a promotion down the road, and certainly promotions never come as fast as we hope they would, but what will be true for sure is how your area is, how your people feel about your leadership, how you feel about your leadership, just as a better person, as you invest in others and feel better about what you're doing, you're going to be better. So you can actually create a vision just for your area that doesn't rub up against the vision of the company, but maybe you're doing some things differently because you care more, because you really want to grow and nurture your team more. That's totally up to you. So no matter what this scenario is, whether it's a side hustle, a true entrepreneurial project you're going to do, or something personal, creating a vision works exactly the same way. It's just a different subject. So in number one of this three-part series, just creating the vision, I really want you to set aside some time. Go to a quiet place, whether it's on a lunch break, whether it's if you have the ability, like if you don't have a bunch of kids running around screaming, and you have some quiet time, really just pick one of those subjects, whether you're going to do something on your own, something personal or something where you work already, and really create a vision for what you want. Don't get in the details yet about how are we going to execute? How are we going to? Don't do that yet. I'm talking about the vision of what does it look like? What does it feel like? What We think about senses. I was going to say smell like too, but I don't want to get too deep in it, but think of it that way. How do people feel in that environment? How do you feel in that environment as a leader? That's the kind of thing you want to create on paper. If you can think of the best interaction with your team, or if you're creating something brand new, what does that look like? Or if it's something personal, 
what does the winning part look like? Are you a local publisher and you won some local award? It could be that. It could be a physical competition, marathon running, maybe you're, maybe you're bodybuilder, anything personal. But whatever that is, just picture that part. How does it look and feel and sound when it's exactly the way you want it? That's the vision piece. Do that. So if you're listening to the other two parts of this series, do that first before you move on. Because in part two, when we start talking about the mission statement, we're actually going to pull some key items from your vision. So I really want you to spend some time and be descriptive of what the perfect scenario looks like, what the perfect result looks like, what is going on. And we're going to pull some things from that. And in part two, we're going to really create a mission around that, a statement of who we are coming up next week. So do your homework, be ready for that and have it out in front of you, have a highlighter, have some more blank sheets of paper, and we're going to break it all down for you on the next episode. So what did we learn today? How did you grow just a little bit? Or more importantly, how can you help someone else grow? That's the whole point of Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, hit that subscribe button. Tell all your colleagues and friends and neighbors all about the show. Give us comments, feedback, things like that. We will grow together and we will see you next week on the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast.